0: I'm Melody Hilton.
1: And I'm Joel Hilton.
0: And I'm Katie Stansfield. You said that with a little extra pep today.
1: I did. Yeah. I'm excited.
0: (laughs) All right. So, um, before we get into today's episode, I just want to do a little note. We are going to be um, removing our show off of a platform that we were on before. So, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, um, you want to make sure that you do just so that you continue to see our show. So, all that means is you go on your Spotify or your Apple or your Google Podcast app and just make sure you hit follow or subscribe. That way, you're going to continue to see our stuff. So, It's very important, (laughs) Uh, and it costs you nothing. So um, that's all. That's my little housekeeping note, and now we can get into what we're going to talk about. You have a look like you're going to say something over there, Joel.
1: Well, we are in a podcast, so (laughs) I'm (laughs) going to say something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, we're happy to announce also that uh, Mama Melody can laugh again without pain. Her mouth is healing up. Yes. So we can we can make you laugh and yeah, see what we get into today. Yeah, that was a
2: painful podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was painful because that one um I was really going after you. You were on a mission. Well, that was the podcast. I think it was like two because I edited it. I edited the podcast the other day and it was the one where we were talking about not talking about serious things oh, yeah. about the thir- until the 30 mark.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you were teasing me. <laughs> yep. I'm used to it. It's just par for the course.
0: <laughs> but now you can laugh and not have to think about yeah, it. Yeah,
2: and anybody can write me little notes or, you know, <laughs> letter empathy. You know, just send me flowers <laughs> or something, you know.
1: Well, we're just being real. I mean, this is how it always is.
2: <laughs> Hopefully
0: that's what people enjoy about it is how starkly different we approach certain things.
2: <laughs> it's about multi-generations here, right? Well, not
0: just generations. There's just like a very different approach that we bring to things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said in that episode, I'm like, I'm always astounded at the direction that you take things sometimes.
2: <laughs> well, our experience shapes the way we think, right? Yeah. And it's not just in one area. It filters through every aspect of our life, yep. which can be a good thing or a not so good thing. So, Brings flavor. Yep.
1: Well, I will say I, I think that I have been rubbing off on you because I posted something on Facebook I and you responded to it. And I was like, that was actually funny. Oh, you my were, cute little sarcastic remark. You were remark. sarcastic.
2: Yeah. 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 Well, I was on vacation. Mm. So it was just... It pulled it out of you. It just, yeah, it was like chill, relax. We were having a cup of coffee. And I go, oh, look what Joel wrote. And then I put that little comment in and...
1: And, yeah. I, and I said, I love the sarcasm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I did see that. I was impressed as well.
0: <laughs> we don't see that much from you.
2: I guess if I'm in work mode or if I'm in play mode, right?
0: So you're more sarcastic when you're.
2: I don't know. you laid happened. back. <laughs> it's nothing I plan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's not overanalyze if, yeah, it. Let's if, just take it for what I, it was. Uh,
2: hit a home run once doesn't mean I'll ever hit it again. You know.
1: <laughs> yep, a uh, blind squirrel can find a nut from. Time to time.
2: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's (laughs) bad. (laughs) I can see clearly now the rain is gone. That's an old song. I don't know if if it's gone.
0: It's pretty dreary
2: out there, but. (laughs) Mm. Praise God for the rain. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think she was being, like, figurative.
2: I know. I was using an old song, which you guys probably don't even know. I didn't really know how
0: it related to the squirrel and the nut, but.
2: well, he said Blind. A blind squirrel, and I said, oh, "I can, you can see, see clearly." clearly okay,
0: now. okay, okay. Sometimes the literal is lost on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's getting weird. So, yeah. are we ready to get into <laughs> So, our what topic? are we talking about today? Uh, well, today was a topic that you brought to the
1: table, um, and well, she was crying and saying, "I need I a topic," and crying. I was like, "All right, fine. Here, <laughs> here's this." He gave me one out of a hundred <laughs> that I have created so well i would say i the first few maybe first 30 were were my time. yeah so then we switched gears and then we asked the listeners and then we're like we're done with that and then uh, (laughs) then then we're like katie you could take over
0: and and here we are
1: (laughs) i was getting a little
0: desperate this week i'm thinking what are we going to talk about which there's um, I listened to the Nate Land podcast with Nate Bargatze, and they just talk about like, like they'll have an episode all on like shoes, planets, or, or yeah. and I thought, and can they we know just nothing do that? about those. Topics. Can we just talk about those things? And then I thought, we will lose Mama <laughs> <laughs> Melody, or she will t- she will make it into a sermon and a message. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, I, I was just suggested... thinking you never ask me to come up with the topics. I do actually. Oh, you do? I
0: do. Out I
2: of, just never come up out
1: with of them.
0: desperation. And you guys, everybody's always like, "I'll think about it," and then I never hear back <laughs> from them again.
1: Well, I suggested world events, but no. yeah, you guys I don't, don't like keep that. up
0: with world events, and no. then that's going to be a whole different podcast.
1: And that was sarcastic because I don't want to talk <laughs> yeah. about world, world events with you guys. <laughs>
0: I don't like talking about stuff I don't know about, at least on a platform like this.: Well, I know about it. I saw a
1: reel on Instagram. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh-huh.
2: <laughs> that was sarcastic, and I got
0: it. <laughs> I just heard someone say, "Oh, I just learned this." And they it was from a TikTok. Oh, and no. so now this TikTok is like educating the world on something in um, weather. It was about meteorology so tiktok i have a friend who she's like i learned this on tiktok (laughs) and i go okay (laughs) i'm glad we have really great sources we do yeah okay so today's topic um the way that i extracted it from what you said and you can pull in whatever you want was as a church member or a group of an organization, how can we work with the leadership to empower the culture and advance the corporate mission?
1: Yeah, so in a simple sense, how to be a team player. There you go. So that could be in the church, that could be at your work, that could be in team sports, whatever.
0: So a team player working with your peers and with the leadership? Yeah, to advance the vision
1: of the group or the organization or the um, local church body, whatever it is. Yeah. So
2: how do we do that? How do we be a team player? Well, every person has two basic things that they bring to the table. One is their competencies, their skills, their abilities, uh, the things that they... A partner with others in, because there's things that you're good at that I'm not good at and vice versa. And so when we can bring those competencies to the table, it really builds an organization and it really empowers the culture. And the second thing is character. And so from a Christian perspective, we have the honor and we have the ability uh, as believers to take the heart of the Father, the mind of Christ, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and allow our character to demonstrate those things. Uh, Being that living epistle read of all men, it's not, you know, about preaching the gospel in a marketplace arena, but it's about modeling that character. And if we do both our best in competencies and character, we will have an impact on that organization or that team.
0: So you're kind of saying we have to work on ourselves. Like we have to develop our own character, our own competencies. And then when we do that, we just kind of bring that to the team. Is that kind of
2: fair Uh, to say? Well, absolutely, because if it doesn't start with self-leadership, How can I have partnership Mm -hmm. and collaboration? There has to be an internal motivation inside of me to want to contribute, to want to add to the ministry, to the church, to the marketplace arena, to my family, to relationships. So if I really want to be that individual that creates value in my world, I have to first uh, function in that personally in yeah. my, my own self.
0: Well, I think a lot of times when we focus on like self-help, we are doing it because we want to feel better, like for ourselves. Mm. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're trying to improve something in our life and just not realizing that as we actually do that, as we grow and mature as an individual, that we act, it is, it does affect the people that we're involved with. So it, it's a win-win, absolutely. Um, but it's just kind of opening our eyes to, oh, this is not just affecting my internal life, but it's also affecting my external life. So when I show up, I'm bringing a quality person to,
2: mm-hmm. to the team. God gives gifts. He gives talents. And when we take those things and we get what... God gives us a gift, not for us, but for others. What he puts inside of us, the skills, the abilities, the propensities to be successful in different areas, he gives us that mm-hmm. so that we can impact our world for good. Yeah. So it's not just about us. So, oh, aren't I good at this? No, this is what I get to give to give away. Yeah. This is my opportunity to make a difference, you know, not not just in a single life, but in a whole organization. Yeah.
1: So I came up with a lot of the things that I thought of were were more practical. Uh, So uh, the first thing I thought of was know your role and thrive in your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so it's important that if you're not sure what your role is to talk with the leader and clearly have those things defined, once they're defined, Fulfill your role and do it with excellence, mm-hmm. whatever that role is. And, and I'll talk a little bit later about building trust, being reliable, and yeah. that will enable you to advance or get different roles or greater responsibilities. But first, you have to know your role and thrive in your responsibility. And I think it's just human nature for us to want to kind of do what's best for us. But if you're on a team or if you're a part of a group that has a vision for something better in the future, Mm -hmm. you have to align yourself with that and then fulfill your role and do it to the best of your ability.
0: Yeah. As someone who uh, has never really been on, uh, like a sports team or something <laughs> like that. Um, that is one, and I don't really care about sports, to be honest, but it's something that I have seen that is valuable um, when kids are learning like, oh, I'm one of many and what I do affects you and what I'm good at, um, it, you know, brings something good to the team, what you're good at brings something good to the team. Uh, and so just like recognizing those dynamics of like, wow, this is really awesome when we can work together when it's not all about me and when um, it's not all about you, but we can uh, support each other and pick each other up when, you know, when they need picking up. And
1: So is there like a science behind that of like feeling like you're a part of something bigger?
0: There's a scripture uh, behind it. Well, is there like an <laughs>
1: a, emotional component or like a soulish component? Well,
0: I could go down a rabbit hole that I might at some point, but did you want to <laughs> keep where you were going? Or? No,
1: no. I, I just wrote things down okay. that could propel, propel well, the conversation. I
0: just, I'm in the middle of the 82 page surgeon general report that came out recently. Um, that says that the United States is in an epidemic of loneliness and isolation. And so through that, it's talking about um, how people are not part of communities or they're not part of teams um, and the impact that that's having on culture on society and on our mental health or physical health, all of these ramifications that are coming from a disconnectedness, um, in community. And that's, uh, everything from, we have less friends, we have less face-to-face interaction. We have, uh, less engagement in, in community, um, involvement. We have less engagement in social groups, churches, um, things like that you know of course a lot more online but there's all these different factors it wasn't it's not just like hammering in like social media is the problem Um, there's all these various factors but all of them really speak to this core need in us to um, be in relationship with one another and to have a a connectedness and a reliance on one another um, that's really primal Um, and and it, it primal sounds like you know (laughs) darwinistic but um but even to creation like it's not good for man to be alone we've talked about all of those things but um it's just been it's been interesting reading and just kind of seeing the data um and how just how much and in how many ways it does affect us when we are not engaged in some sense of community and so that just speaks to what we're talking about today
1: Yeah, I just wonder if our inability to connect in community is because we tend to overvalue our way of thinking because it's going to be hard to do life with other people if you are so infatuated with your point of view. Mm -hmm. And, And we can see that that happens in our society. Just look at social media. It's like your point of view, the way that you see the world is the most important thing where community sometimes has to rely on some level of compromise for it to Mm -hmm. work well.
2: Yeah, Compromise and leadership and followership. Mm -hmm. And many times people do not want to follow. They want to be the leader. They want to be the one that's in control, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But the fact is we'll never, ever lead well if we cannot follow well. Mm -hmm. And no matter what level of leadership we step into, will always still follow. Mm -hmm. There'll never be a time when we aren't on both sides of that coin. And a lot of times I think in our world where we've been isolated, it becomes about us. Mm -hmm. So it it causes people to be more ego-driven, what they want, their, their opinions, their ideas. And it's really sad because the greatest fulfillment isn't what we do independently. It's what we do with and for others.
0: Yeah. And sometimes you just don't know. Like if you're, you know, if for a great example, just this morning, I was talking to a community leader and she was, she's teaching this class to um, kind of help people to, Um, succeed in life and and they were kind of talking they're like yeah we the town doesn't do this well and we have to have more of this Mm -hmm. in comparison and all these things and she's just listening to them speak and she she was kind of going oh she said okay before we form a little militia and try to try to get something done she's like how how about um you guys come to a council meeting and and ask questions and learn about what it takes to do that and and just get some information and education. And as they did that, uh, one, their volatility of... of the things that were not being done properly or to their liking or whatever, the energy lowers way Mm. down because now you have information. Now you have that face-to-face interaction with the people who are making the decisions. So sometimes we have this real attitude towards leadership. Mm -hmm. And I even had that in my notes of like, even in church leadership or any kind of leadership, we have this real attitude of, well, they should be doing this and they should be doing that but we just don't know. <laughs> we don't, well, we don't know all the it's dynamics. It's easy to
2: judge that, but leadership carries uh, not just authority, but responsibility. Yeah. The authority is there because they're doing the work of the thing. They yeah. are assuming the responsibility and it's really easy to judge someone when you have no idea the level of responsibility yeah. that they have. Yeah. And once you uh, start partnering with a leader, and then you begin to understand, and that'll it gives you a lot more empathy, a lot mm-hmm. more compassion, uh, in and a lot more understanding. That if well, it also I really gives you a lot this, more
0: power. Like, yeah, oh, now I know. Now I can make the next step, and I can actually be um, involved in bringing this change that I want to see.
2: And that's really where the rubber meets the road. Is that person going to assume the responsibility yeah. to do that?
1: Well, the question goes back to how can we empower a leader? That's kind of like the general idea, whether it be in ministry, whether it be in a workplace, how can we empower them to fulfill the vision that they have? And I think one thing that can hinder that is to have conversations that become nitpicky, (laughs) that point out everything that's not working and share how you would do it better. But I think if you're willing to have conversations that propel a vision forward, yes, hey, there's going to be issues that need to be dealt with. But if you have a tendency just to point out everything that's wrong, mm-hmm. it's going to really bring discouragement, not only to the team, to the environment, to the leader, and that, that can really stifle moving forward because, it, it, hey... You know, sometimes progress is messy. Yeah. And if, if you're going to move forward, you have to deal with some of the mess and not get stuck in the mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, be aware that it's there, but if you're just going to point out everything and it has to be perfect moving forward, um, you're not going to advance.
0: Yeah. And, and a willingness, a humility to be able to um, to learn what it takes to learn what it actually takes for that change to happen like what are the pieces involved what are the players involved it's not just like this um like we'll just just make the change just make it happen do the thing
1: so you have to be open to other points of view and that's what i was saying before Mm -hmm. it's like our inability to um or our overvaluing our perspective has really hindered our ability to yeah to do community well. Which
0: happens when you disconnect from people. Yeah. When you don't have that continual feedback um, relationship, you don't have people speaking in, you don't have people challenging, um, you just don't have that other side, the sounding board. That's going to happen in society as we're going to elevate our own voice or our own perspective because we've just lost that that team element of working with other people. Yeah.
1: So when you overvalue yourself, and I'm not talking about the sense of value, like as humanity, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm saying value of, yeah. How can I put it? Like your point of view or the way that you see the world, Mm -hmm. uh, it just becomes more divisive than, Hey, I'm not saying it's wrong to have a point of view. I'm just saying that if you're going to do community well, It's got to be a little bit more um, of a sense of compromise or working together. Like, you're going to have to lay something down.
2: Well, exchange of life. Yeah. Giving and receiving and being open and appreciating. So when you use the word value, the fact is, uh, am I adding value? So if I'm being critical, I'm not adding value. If I'm judgmental, I'm not adding value. And it's gonna be difficult for people to receive from you when you communicate in a judgmental way. You you just take, let's say, a marriage. Either I'm gonna look at my marriage and say, this is all the things that my husband does that I don't like, that irritate me, frustrate me. And what's that gonna do for our relationship? Mm-hmm. What, what's that gonna do for our children and our grandchildren? But if I can look at that exact same person and see the good that they bring to the table, yeah. bring not just their skills and their you know, competencies, but their heart and what they do well and where would we be without them? Mm-hmm. When we start viewing people through that grid, even if we disagree or have different opinions, we still value that person. We still honor that person. We still appreciate that person. And I think that's the power of team. I mean, the three of us, we don't agree on everything, but that's hasn't divided us. yeah, uh, it it actually empowers us. We are better because of that. And, you know, I don't fit into your mold. You don't fit into my mold, but that's what makes us better. and and so I think a lot of times, if we're insecure, if someone doesn't agree with me, then, out of my insecurity, I have to make you the bad guy, yeah, But if I'm really secure, okay, they don't agree with me, but I agree with me, you know <laughs> and, so, and that's okay, yeah, and we can we can think differently, and because of that diversity, I think we'll make better decisions because we're coming to decision-making or task or whatever from different vantage points, Mm -hmm. uh, none of them being wrong. It's not a matter of right or wrong. It's just a matter of being different.
1: Mm -hmm. So I don't want to discourage someone from bringing up an issue, right? So what is that balance between, okay, I don't want to be nitpicky. I don't want to be the person that's always bringing up an issue, but there needs to be space for that as well. So what do you guys think about that? I do want to add, like like I said before, when we are self-absorbed, mm-hmm. we will expect perfection. True. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't fit into exactly how it we think it should be done. So if you're more gracious, you're going to leave room for the imperfections. And that's what I was saying. If mm-hmm. you're going somewhere, if you're growing, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be pretty. So I will add that. Like if it's so about your way, and your way of thinking, then it's going to be more critical because you're expecting perfection. And that's just not reality.
2: Mm -hmm. When it's my way, I make statements. This is the way it is. But if I'm open to community, to team, now I start asking questions, you know, what would be the best solution for? Yeah. How can we approach this? Okay, we have this problem. What are what could be the process of creating a solution in this? And each of us may be having a part of that solution. And not
1: assuming the worst, because like you were saying, Katie, earlier, as they got more information, yeah, that's good. The, the energy was decreased or yeah. the mm-hmm. offense or the anger was decreased because they understood the context. They understood the situation. So not assuming the worst... Is a generous thing to do, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and and it it helps foster that sense of community.
2: And when you ask someone a question in that process, basically you've not only opened yourself but you have given that person the freedom to communicate. It's like, they actually care enough to ask me this question. So when we ask questions, it causes us to get out of our emotion, get out of our ego and begin to process something that could really produce some Mm -hmm. quality fruit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think questions kind of by nature are generous because they're yeah, inviting, you know, someone important. else into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, some simple things is, yes, I think we, especially for me as like an innovator, who's kind of always thinking, how can we make this better? I think it is important to be able to bring those things up, especially if, you know, if there's a problem that's affecting something.
1: Um, but, Want. Well, it also kind of goes back to the person because I think both you and I are ones that see potential problems. Mm-hmm. That's just a gifting that we have. <laughs> but we've also, through time, we've learned how to graciously bring things up so that there can be resolve, but it not seem to be pointing fingers or negative or just focusing so much on the problem, mm-hmm. being generous in our communication. Yeah. Because, like I said, I think that's a gifting of ours. But we also had to, we had to learn how to communicate it so that it could also be received.
2: Well, you saw problems, but the goal was to find the solution. Yeah, it wasn't to stay stuck in the problem.
1: Well, well that's also- that's another thing that I had was like, okay. Do you, if you see a problem, can you offer a practical solution Correct. for that?
2: Yeah.
0: And I think so, one of the little dark sides of that gift, at least for me, is like sometimes I have to go, just because it could be better doesn't mean it isn't good <laughs> the way that it is. It's kind of like that self awareness in me of knowing, like, yeah, I see a different way that that could be done, or maybe yeah. even a better way. But that right, like putting energy into that would be detracting from the whole. And mm-hmm. so that would not actually be a good time to bring, bring that area up. So it's kind of like knowing like what, what really matters, like what, what is more of a preference? What is affect, And it goes back to like, is this affecting the whole or is this just affecting me yeah. or like the, the awareness to kind of know when to bring something
1: to the table? Yeah, that's really good.
0: But I, I I'll say, like, um, not sure how you asked the question or like how do you bring up a problem? Yeah. Um, one thing I think the more trust we can build with our leadership and with our team and the more relationship we can build, yeah. I think that's the like a really huge foundation for this. Because going into a new place cold, have you ever experienced that? Like you're part of a new group and somebody or somebody is new to the group and all of a sudden they have the answers to everything. <laughs> like they yeah. see how we could, oh yeah, we should do this and we should do this and we should do this. Um, but it it's kind of frustrating because you're like, well, you know, we have no relationship. There's no trust built here. So it, it kind of fizzles out. That person tends to not last in the group very long or yeah. they become frustrated. Um, so I think that's a really great foundation is is building trust, building relationship with the people in your team.
1: That's a great point, because if you want to offer suggestions or uh, suggest suggest things that could be better, if you have a good relationship of being one that encourages the leader, Mm -hmm. because guess what? The complaint box is full. (laughs) Yeah. Believe me, that's what leaders hear. (laughs) Everything that they're doing wrong. Yeah. Mm But if you like, for me, if I have someone that the majority of our communication is life giving and the exchange of life, when they do bring up something, my ears yeah. are more um, sensitive to hear what they're saying because it's not, hey, we all have that person that all they do is bring up the negative. And in some cases, even if it's good things that they might be saying, but if that's all you hear, yeah, it's it's difficult to even to respond to it. That, hey, if all you see is what I do negative, then I don't really have a desire to hear what you're saying. But it
0: just doesn't feel relational. Like if yeah. somebody's only ever talking about what I do and what I bring. Yeah. And you know, whether it's good or bad, like you were saying, it just I'm yeah. like, well, great. To me, that tells us where this relationship is, is mm-hmm. that you're taking what I'm giving you. Yeah. And great if that's a blessing to you, but it's still not this place of like, wow, I really want to know you for you yeah. and uh, and partner with you.
2: When you talked about what's happening with isolation and all those things, it, it cuts off your ability to build trust because yeah. you don't have a relationship. Yeah, definitely. So when we're talking about building team, building community, all those type of things, that is gonna be foundational. Mm -hmm. So we can talk about how we can make things better and what we do and all the external things we want to accomplish, but that never will be as productive if we don't have the very foundation of trusting a person's heart, Mm -hmm. trusting a person's character, trusting the words that they say. Uh, Because if I know, if, if I believe you're setting a trap for me, oh. Believe me, I'm going to be guarded. But if I can uh, trust your heart and trust that you're out for my good and know that um, not only do you value me, but I value you and we have this relationship, you can say almost anything. One thing I've learned through the years, if I genuinely care and value someone soon it doesn't it doesn't take people long to trust you when that's a part of who you are yeah. that i look for the good in people when that takes place i have learned i can say almost anything mm-hmm. and they receive it whether they agree or disagree whether they apply it or they don't apply it they receive it because they trust me yeah. they know my relationship with them isn't just to take and to get, yeah. but I want to contribute to them. And people that don't believe the way I believe, people from all different walks of life, we really have trusted relationships and probably agree on very little. Yeah. But when we need to partner, we can produce something. Yeah.
0: And I think that it does go back to like the the loneliness and isolation. It's like the first step is you have to actually show up to a yeah. group of people. <laughs> yeah. um, and I I can kind of see like the implications of what's happened is because we've become so isolated. And I don't even mean when I say isolation, it's not just like depression or like emotionally isolated, but it's, it's physically isolated as well. We can just do most things from home now. Um, when we do that, I feel like our self-preservation has gone way up because we're not um, face-to-face interacting with people. And so we're... We, are, we have created this like shell around us even um, like, you know, just individually in that it, we don't know how to interact with other people. Mm-hmm. And then when we do and we do have a disagreement or a difference, it scares us so much that mm-hmm. we just kind of back off. <laughs> so it all kind of plays together. So I think that one of the, the very first steps is like we have to actually be willing to show up. In a space, in a team with other people, whether that looks like, you know, going to church or joining the small group or joining the book club or the softball team or whatever it is, is like intentionally putting ourselves in spaces of community. And that can look so many different ways, but we have to continue to press into the skill set of being able to. Um, be a part of a team and open ourselves up. And when I say open ourselves up, I'm not meaning bearing your soul. I just mean Mm -hmm. to show up Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a space with other people. And I think that there's a needed skill set that we develop just by doing that.
1: I think of partnering with the vision as kind of like a tree growing. So if you come into a, a group and you're like, this is for the purpose of meeting all my needs. Mm -hmm. Nothing's going to grow. Nothing's going to, your needs aren't going to, like life is going to be sucked out of the environment. But if you can say, okay, we're all striving towards this purpose so that when this tree is planted and it does grow, then we can all eat from that tree. And those needs can be met. But if it's so self-focused, it's never going to even have an opportunity to grow. And going back to like being nitpicky and stuff, Purpose to accomplish the vision and then make it better. Mm. Because a lot of times, okay, this is a vision and we're just pointing out all the imperfections of it and we're never going to progress. So it's kind of like when you plant, because I'm an expert in gardening, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) when you plant something, you got to give it space to grow. Mm -hmm. And then there is a point where you can prune it. You You can pull it back or you can take things away but if you're doing that too early you're gonna just kill it yeah and so you got to give vision some space to actually grow and then you can partake of the fruit of it or then you can tweak it or prune it or whatever but if if you're just only seeing yes it's imperfect it's it's not it's not the full bloom of what it can be Mm -hmm. so you just have to give it space to grow
0: Yeah. And in that like building trust and relationship, that's part of it is like just asking your leaders, Hey, what's our goal here? I don't think we do that. I I mean, at least I don't see it too much of when we go in, we go actually like, Hey, as a whole, what are we working to accomplish? Not just like, what are we doing? But like, what are we working towards as, as a collective Mm -hmm. here? So just kind of having that conversation, I think would be a great place.
2: I love how you said that, Katie. It's not just what we're doing, mm-hmm. because if we do just to do, we will just get something done. <laughs> but will it have impact? Will it touch people's lives? Will it build something greater? You know, we all in any given day have only so much emotional energies, and we're all building something, whether it's walls or bridges, mm-hmm. we're building something. Because we're putting energy into something. So if it's all about what we do and the perfection of it and all the things that you guys talked about uh, and we isolate ourselves from that, then we have just built a wall that hinders our ability to connect to the team and uh, make that investment to where we're really a part of that community. Mm -hmm. And then we're critical of it because we weren't a part of it. Mm -hmm. But if we would take all those same emotional energies and focus on crossing those bridges and understanding and having dialogue and not being afraid to be wrong, not being afraid to be teased or whatever it is, you know, just being, then uh, just the process in itself is so fulfilling. Yeah. It's not just the end goal. You know, okay, Steve and I had our 47th wedding anniversary. I don't know how many years uh, we're going to be married. I hope a lot of years. <laughs> and um, But our goal isn't to reach that 60, 65 years of marriage or whatever it might be. Our goal is to enjoy the process yeah. and to celebrate the process. And I think if we would bring that, into our churches, hey, we haven't arrived, we're not perfect, but we're in a process of growing, we're in a process of advancing, we're in a process of building community, and there isn't one perfect person in this place, and isn't that a wonderful part of the process? Mm -hmm. Because if we want to grow, we'll be bringing more imperfect people in. Yeah. And if I think I've arrived, I've already not arrived, okay? <laughs> I'm far from arriving if I think I've arrived. So our lives are a work in progress. And it's if we just give grace in the midst of that, I think we will just love life a whole lot more.
1: I like how you added asking the question, like, why are we doing what we're doing? Like, yeah. what is the purpose of this? What, what is our goal? What, what is our target that we're aiming towards? I I think that is a key component to knowing your role. Cuz sure. if you're not even sure or if you're unaware of where you're going, how can you fit into your place and do your responsibility well if you're not even sure what the end goal is? Mm-hmm. And part of that is uh the responsibility of the leader to cast the vision, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just asking those questions to because sometimes in the midst of something, you can lose it, lose, like, the vision. Mm-hmm. Um, so asking those questions to stir that up again.
2: Yeah. What to are the things it. that cause someone to lose the vision?
1: What are some things? Mm-hmm. Um, disappointment. Okay. Being focused on what benefits you. Mm-hmm. Um, not truly being integrated in the the progression of the vision, I don't know. The leader not sharing it effectively, I don't know.
2: Or could there also be a component, uh, it didn't happen as fast as I want? It doesn't. Well, that's where
1: disappointment, right? Yeah,
2: and it doesn't look quite like I thought it would look.
1: Well, that's a good point because I think you have to understand something with vision. Yeah. When you first receive it or you first hear it, like you don't always know the process that it takes to get to that. Or
2: exactly mm-hmm. what that looks like.
1: And that that's the other point. is like, okay, this is what we would like, but through the journey, the vision can be um, not changed, but it can be tweaked. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be one that helps fulfill a vision, you have to be like, okay, because of this, because of this, it, we have to give space for it to to morph into something that maybe wasn't, originally the first intention it's kind of like how many times have you heard like oh i went to college for this but then i experienced yeah. this and then it it yeah. opened up this door or mm-hmm. i had this opportunity i never thought it would be this i thought i thought i was gonna be a police officer and then i went and then now i love gardening and <laughs> you know whatever it is you know so you yeah. have I think you have to hold some things loosely with it. Like, yes, this is the vision, but we recognize through time, through experiences, through new opportunities or open doors that you didn't know were available, Mm -hmm. like things can change and being okay with that.
2: I I think one of the most perfect visionaries was Jesus. And when he brought his disciples together, there was one, Judas, Mm -hmm. who who connected to that vision. My goodness, he followed him for, you know, three years. But in the process, he had a different perspective of what
1: building the like. kingdom yeah.
2: would look like. Yeah. He had his his own subjective thinking that when they were actually moving towards the vision, it wasn't the direction he wanted to go. And then he became the betrayer. Mm-hmm. And I think that... When we're in team, uh, as much as that leader wants to clarify something, we recognize that each individual may have a different perspective of what that might look like. So as we begin to walk it out, and one of your things you said, Joel, was about it might be more ego. This is what I'm going to get out of it. and Maybe that's how Judah saw it. I'm not getting what I wanted to get it's not producing for me like I wanted it to produce for me. Mm -hmm. And so therefore I'll betray the visionary to ultimately get what I want, which he got and it, you know, and he ended up dead. But the...
1: We got there. Yeah. We We got to death again.
2: Oh, shut up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See, I told you I have to cut out the swearing. (laughs) This is what takes so much time is to remove these curse words. She followed your rule. It's past
2: 30-minute mark. She's yes, 44 she can go minutes dark.
1: and we got to it.
2: You guys. And <laughs> but but isn't it true? Because we're dealing with human beings in this process. And uh recognize as we begin to move forward, people's lives change, their perspectives change, and w- like I have been a visionary my whole life but I don't know if any of my visions ended up the way I thought they would yeah some much better than I ever dreamed they would um other ones it's like mm, that's that's not what I pictured this to look like and um and the vision was very clear in me but that doesn't mean all that walked out that vision with me, Mm -hmm. saw it in that perspective. So in some ways as a leader, because we're working with team, it's not just about me and it's not just about my vision, but it's about the collaboration and, you know, the win-win or the gain-gain relationships. So I have modified a lot of things so that it is has incorporated a team more than just what Melody saw, even though quote unquote Stephen Melody were the visionaries we mm-hmm. came here, you know we you know the whole pioneering process, but um the fact is the more as the team grows it doesn't mean it's less than I believe it makes it better than because it's not just what I see, it's what we see mm-hmm. and I, we'll accomplish so much more together than we will separately. So it's not just what I see. And and I think we have to be willing as visionaries. as clear as we think we've presented the vision, it's going to take a team or it's going to take we to build it. And that morphs it into sometime not exactly what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Because I can't do this thing alone anyway. Yeah. And- you have to be okay with that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I thought it might be good to give a scripture oh, sure. in this Christian broadcast, okay? Uh, but Ephesians 4.16 in the New Living Translation, it says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Mm-hmm. As each part does its own special work... It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Yeah. I just love that because it goes back to what I just said. I might have seen something certain way, but really what makes the vision healthy, growing, and full of love is that all of us bring our special part to the table.
0: Yeah. Yep. I uh, have that motto, we all have something good to give. Mm -hmm. So that is something like that I um, kind of thought about is wanting to be a team player is looking at what you have to give, Mm -hmm. looking at the vision of the the house (laughs) and kind of working with the leadership, working with the team to go, okay, how can I best serve with what I can bring to the table? I think a lot of times our self-esteem is so low. We don't even see that we have something Mm. good to bring to the table. Mm. Um, So it it can take a little bit of self-work to get to that point. Um, But, you know, being willing to offer like, hey, this is what I can bring. And I think that, well, I mean, definitely when we're talking about a group, your roots are going to stay shallow if all you do is come and eat and you don't plant. Uh. Um, So which I think happens so often and you don't build a team that way you build maybe a group, maybe a gathering, but you don't build a team that way. Um, So team really comes from growing your roots And it doesn't have to be permanent. (laughs) It doesn't have to be... You don't have to grow a redwood out of those roots, but you need to be able to be connected enough with the people in that group that um, you're actually nourishing one another, that you're providing good things for one another. Maybe, you know... um, you're providing, they're providing something that you need, you're providing something that they need, and you're just kind of feeding each other to build this connect connectedness to where you can actually grow something beautiful and something lasting for whatever the term of that purpose is. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's the team element. I just think team itself is a dying thing. <laughs> I just, you know, as community has lessened and lessened, team has lessened and lessened. So mm-hmm. we're relearning, I think, a lot of things that we've lost through a period of time in the world and culture.
2: One thing I've learned in ministry through the years is we're, we're moving forward. We're doing what uh, we believe God's put in our heart to do and those type of things. Someone shows up to the church. And they have a heart for an area and a purpose. And they take and they weave that into the vision. Now there's an offshoot from that plant, Joel. There's a whole new offshoot that is so beautiful that we never dreamed would be a part of us. Because they carry something that we never had before. Yeah. And that is so beautiful. So then But I
1: will add with that they have to also be willing to connect to the whole plan.
2: Oh yeah. absolutely. Because
1: I think, yes, they could have a skill or they could have a vision and they do it very well. But I've I know that we've made this choice before. Yes, someone has the ability, they have the competency, they have the heart for something, but it's still not what's best for the whole. Mm -hmm. Right. So they have to be also able to integrate their special ability because that scripture verse that you use is for the benefit of Of all. Mm -hmm. That's right. So if you want to partner with a vision and fulfill your special role, you also have to take ownership of the whole, not just your specific area. Mm
2: -hmm. Right. It's like a family, right?
1: For some people, that's a horrible example. Well,
2: that could be (laughs) a healthy family. A healthy, growing, full of love family. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that again comes
0: back to somebody don't if you if you're just walking into a new team and you're like, I have this amazing ability. Where can I put it to work? Like it might and I think sometimes if people don't aren't received with open arms. The first two times they show up, they stop showing up. Mm -hmm. So it does take a little bit of integration time to, you know, to be received, embraced that trust to be, to begin to be established. And then you work those things out. But I just, I've seen that a lot. It's like, well, I showed up and nobody utilized what I have. And so I stopped showing up and after a period, you know, that's fair. (laughs) But if, If you're not giving it that time to develop, um, you're not helping yourself. You're not helping anybody. Well, you're
2: not going to that organization or that church to give you a platform.
0: I mean, you might really believe that you are going to be a great blessing. You're going to fill a need. You're going to, you know, this void. You have something to, like you might really be thinking that it's for the whole. Maybe like subconsciously
2: you're doing it for yourself,
0: but... Like it still takes that development.
1: Well, we've time. had people come to church and we're looking for a platform to release their. Voice. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: I have come in. This is my ministry, and I want to do it here. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. not a
0: good way to get any anywhere no. where we are <laughs>
2: concerned. <laughs> it's but. not going to work here. That's right. <laughs> I mean, we've had people that they walked in the door and said, "This is the ministry I have," and I give um, me the microphone. Yeah, <laughs> and this is what I want to do, and because. First, what was the foundation in the beginning? Trust.
1: (laughs) There are two aspects of trust or building trust that I feel are important. The first one is building trust through effective partnership. So as we Mm. do a task and we do it well, that says, hey, I can give this person more. We're partnering together. Hey, this worked out really good. But there's also building trust through emotional stability. Mm. Because someone can be awesome at something, but they're emotionally volatile. (laughs) And you're like... I'll go without your gifting. Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> yeah. True. So it's not just building trust in a task way, but it's also emotionally and and the vibe that you're presenting as well. So it's doing the the job well, but it's also doing it with a good attitude and you know, good attitude, cheerfully. You know, yeah. even even God says He loves a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. Don't just give out of obligation. Give because you want to, because you desire to. Yeah, And, you know, so I think those are two two ways that you build trust. It's through effective partnership, but also uh, being dependable in your emotional stability as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think we've all known that person that's like really good at their job, but you just don't want to call them and ask because <laughs> you just don't want to deal with whatever might be on that other end.
1: I'll just guess what the answer is because...
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I'll just Google it and and we'll give it our best shot because I just don't know what to expect there. So, yeah, don't want to be that person. I had a couple things of, like, how not to build a team. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them being don't poison the well. Um, I've just seen that s- so often. Just, like, meaning don't speak poorly, about the group that you're a part of with other people doesn't mean you can't address whatever needs addressed but like just don't be speaking critically about it to other people you're just poisoning the well and that's super counterproductive super good and another thing which like I have to check myself on sometimes is um there there is this character in the old magic school bus show I was a big fan of the magic school bus but they always went at my old school (laughs) <laughs> and so, even if you've seen things done a better or a different way, um, yeah, I think we can bring those things to the table, but being careful not to compare or bring comparison to the leadership or to the team in a and way. That's of a good like, point
1: because they were two different leaders.
0: Yeah, it was two totally different dynamics.
1: Oh. Like I was just with a group of other pastors, and I was just standing in amazement. I'm like, they are so good at that, or yeah. wow, they're really gifted. And I and I looked and, and not in a shame way. I was like, I'm not good at that, <laughs> but I appreciated it within them. Mm-hmm. So like, if if you had this amazing church that you went to, and like, you can't always expect that those those giftings are going to translate because you're talking from person to person, gifting to gifting. Yeah.
0: And there might even be some loss there. Like that area that was so amazing at that other church just might not be as amazing in the church that you're at. Yeah, It doesn't mean that you're not in a good church, but like you might feel that bit of loss. Like, well, I kind of liked that way better. Well, you just have to kind of know where you're at and and, uh, maybe not try to replicate or reproduce what was there where you are now. But just again... Connect with the vision that is. Bring your skills. Appreciate the skills that are there.
1: And give grace to the leader to let them be who they are.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yes. Well, you had. Did you have some other ones? Um. Other. I don't
0: things? know. It's not a. It's not a not thing. But um, bring solutions with legs, which I think is kind of obvious. Like if you do have a suggestion have done your homework a little bit, not in a way of like, oh, I'm going to bring them this point. report so that yeah. they have to do my thing, but like show it that it's more than just a thought that you had. It's it's more than just a should, like we should do this or I wish it was this way, but like put a little bit behind what you're bringing so that when they you say,
2: put a little bit, put some of your action. Yeah. You're your your willing to make the investment your own investment. You're yeah.
0: like, Just don't bring it like shallow, bring, bring something behind it so that they can see, oh, this isn't just another person bringing their, (laughs) their complaint or their idea. They actually are invested here. Yes. Which again is going to build that relational trust and the roots are going to begin to integrate. So yeah.
1: Recognize that leaders have feelings.
0: Oh yeah, please. They have feelings. (laughs)
1: Well, not me, but.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, not <laughs> That's not true. It's not true. Yeah.
1: Oh, I have feelings, very intense feelings.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah.
1: Well. Yeah, I think we accomplished all that <laughs> I Maybe thought of all, in that but. spur. Well, yeah, not all. <laughs> We hit every point of view. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just go back to like I just don't think we're we're good at team anymore. So I think that's just the, the initial step is like, am I a part of a team, and how can I be a part of a team? It's good. Go read the Surgeon General report. <laughs> it's good for, um, it's good for your soul. It's good for your spirit. It's good for your body. It's good for the community, like the world around you. So. Um, Again, like I'm not a sports person, was never on teams in that way. Um, So it's just easy to go your whole life and never really step into a team. But I think it it really is um, so valuable.
1: And I know I said this before, but I really truly believe this. If you put so much stock in your point of view, in your way of thinking and overvaluing overvaluing. Your point of view, it's gonna be very difficult to do community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it it just is.
0: Yep. Yep. And we get better and better at that the more we actually interact with people. So that's that's all I have on this particular topic. I'm good. All right. Just a reminder, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button um, on your podcast app of choice, uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon. They're the big ones. Um, But just make sure you do that so you don't lose out on our future episodes. We're coming up on 100. We're getting there. So
1: That's a significant number.
0: (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. That's all I got. So we'll close it here and we will see you guys next week.
1: Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org, where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and be. If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you would leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you.